Blog Talk Radio. My mother warned me that some shit didn't make my right hand To trust her only my heart and that elder white man His name is Clancy, I fancy him, gotta give him props He have the reason why dealerships even let me cop So now I'm speeding and trying to drop away from the fact That she was right, so I triple left, trying to double back The streets are filled with some clues like how I ain't noticed that Now they up, some familiar stuck in the cul-de-sac I pull up, get out, what up, I wanna help But what you want for some solutions, and they don't want for themselves Now do I stay, do I go, that's my dilemma And traffic is picking up if I don't leave, I'm gonna get stuck. So I see it all when we talk. Barry. I know it's a cold week if you're here in Cincinnati in the Midwest or doing anyone East Coast right about now. But hope you enjoy yourselves and be having a good week so far. My name is Scott Burst. This is the Clown Hour podcast. It's the podcast part of a sports ball called The Clown Time. It's Clown 12K, by the way. You can find me on the web at www.theclowntimes.net. And you can find me on Facebook, just pull around to my thing, just go to the search window upper left-hand corner where you're on your smartphone or your laptop or your desktop if you're pulling around at work. It's having the clown times again, that's clown spell with a K, you to find me there as well. Never go wrong with talented creative folks, just throwing it out there. At any rate, lots, of, lots to get into tonight, um, you know. First of all, I like the big news of the day being um, uh, Jalen Hurts transfer, and that's transfer to University of Oklahoma. You know, a lot of people thought he was going to you, but I guess I, I guess that's why that Martell kid from Ohio State's going to go there instead. Uh, transfer, the transfer there, probably, probably going to play next year. But after that, we're going to cover Duke's shocking home loss to Syracuse Orange, and anytime this interstate alum sees Duke lose. And Carolina loses as well. It's always a good thing. It's always a beautiful thing. Uh, we're going to touch a little bit on the Australian Open. Uh, you know, pretty much like talking, you know, like pretty much going to basically, you know, outside of Serena Williams and maybe Roger Federer and 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 and, and um, Rafael Nadal should should we even give a damn about this tournament? And you know, wrapping up with the NFL playoffs. Uh, you know, give my thoughts and give, we'll give our thoughts on the division round as well as who we have women in the conference championship game. So uh, I'm going to cover that with my man Wayne Nash. He's going to join me momentarily. So, uh, but before uh, as he's trying to get on, as I, I should say, I get started. We're basically, you know, with all these transfers, you know, with, you know, um, you know, Justin Fields transferring from um, from from Georgia to Ohio State. You know, then the Martell kid from uh, Ohio State, in response, transferring to the University of Miami. And last but not least, uh, this big bond shot that came out today of um, Jalen Hurst transferring from Oklahoma to, um, to uh, I'm sorry, transferring from Alabama to Oklahoma. Excuse me. Uh, he's to lose some train of thought there. A lot of ways to take this transfer portal stuff. I mean, first of all, it's, it makes the college offseason a hell of a lot of fun. But uh, as we go into that, here's the Wayne Nash. Sir, how are you? Scott. <laughs> That's all. That, I'm, I'm, I'm worried of one word, Scott. There you go. <laughs> oh, no. I, I thought you were about to say something else. That's why I stopped. Oh no 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 no! I mean, hey, I'm I'm honored. I am honored of that one named introduction. I mean, a, a salutation rather. So, 
it's all good, me man. But I was just riffing a bit on uh, this transfer portal stuff, like 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 it's going on in college football. You know, Jalen Hurts, the big news today of him transferring from Alabama to Oklahoma, which I was like, damn. I mean, but first of all, yeah. like before we like before we get into that, like just general sense, the transfer portal stuff. I mean. Is it just me or does it make the college football offseason that much more fun? Because you have Justin Fields transferring from Georgia to Ohio State and Marcel Kent mm-hmm. from Ohio State in response transferring from there to Miami. So mm-hmm. it, it, it now this news today of Jalen Hurts transferring. So, I mean, a lot of people think that, well, a lot of quote-unquote purists, old school, get off my lawn guys, say that, you know, it's, you know, what's, you know, what's, what about like working hard to to, to earn your spot in the lineup or you know, just push through adversity? Which they're not wrong about that, but I think it's fun. I think it's it makes the college football season that much more exciting. But what do you come off with it? Do you think that these athletes, these student athletes, these young men should stay and and fight through adversity, or do they or sh- should they be able to do whatever the hell they want? You know what? I'm starting to come over to the dark side, I guess, if you will, in terms of the students being able to do whatever they want. You know, I hate that Mm. hyperbole that has been used in the past, that college students are slaves. They're far from it. Anyone that says that. The slavery really gets pissing me off, but go ahead. It really does. It gets me as well. But I kind of get their point to a degree where it's like, okay, they don't have any control of what they're capable of doing. Now the NCAA is allowing these kids to, to have a little bit more freedom in terms of being able to transfer out of a situation that they feel as though they may not be able to thrive in, which I completely understand because that's what everyone wants sure. to do when they when they move up to the next level or, or actually on any level. Everybody want to play. If you're playing an organized right. sport, you're going to want to play. And if it just seems as if you're in a situation where you're not going to be able to play, especially if you were a, a, a starter at one point and lost your job for whatever reason, and it just happens to be that the guy plays well ahead of you, and no matter what you do, you can't break back into that starting lineup, but you still want to be shown. You transfer, especially into a situation yeah. where you may be able to have an opportunity. And I'm not mad at that at all. And it's it's starting to have that pro sports free agency feel to it in a sense. Yeah. Which I, mm-hmm. I, I like but I just find it to be kind of an ironic week. Actually, yeah, it's been about a week. It's been seven days actually. That this mm-hmm. area, the the D C Maryland area has been shunned yet again. From some or by someone that they thought this mm-hmm. would come and help the organization, and, and that being both the Washington Pro Football Team and the University of Maryland, where for the skins that is, they they looked at uh, uh, Greg Williams, they had um, Tom Bowles come in, and uh, mm-hmm. who's the other guy, uh, Steve Wilkes. They they actually have been in the discussions with them for a potential uh, 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 defensive coordinator uh, job to replace Greg Winuski, 
But all of them mm-hmm. decided to go elsewhere, and I completely understand, even though I, I don't like it, I understand why. Same thing with Jalen mm-hmm. Hurd. He was leaked with the University of Maryland because his old OC has, is now here in Maryland as the offensive right. coordinator here. And, and he actually was here, that, I think, a, about a week or two ago, visiting the campus and decided, nah, dog, I want to go somewhere where I'm, I will be able to compete for a national championship and have an opportunity to go at my old school who decided that I wasn't good anymore and stay in Oklahoma, right. or, or go to Oklahoma, I should say. So I'm loving this this time period. I'm, I'm enjoying it like you are. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Only my man, D. Nash, will turn anything into a redskin slam. <laughs> hey, there's a way for me to slam it that way. I might take you there. But it just happened to be ironic that all of that was yeah. happening this week. I'm like, dude, we just can't seem to get right here in this region. Don't nobody want to come here. Kevin Durant. Man, uh, uh, all those decoders <laughs> I just named, Jalen Hurd, don't know why want to come here, dog. What's wrong with my city? What's wrong with my city? What's up well, with, I mean, I, what's I, up I, with I, that, right? Oh, man. What's that? Yo, look. Oh, I mean, yo, no, I, no, I, no. Oh, I was going to just get on, like, on a quick tangent here and say this, man. Look, okay. I mean, it's, it's a couple of things. Like, first of all, uh-huh. you had, like, um, um, what's what, what's the name from Clemson? Kelly Bryant transferring when uh, mm-hmm. when like when Trevor Lawrence like emerged, and yeah. people were giving him the giving like people were hating on Kelly Bryant because you know all about what about the commitment to school blah blah blah. People don't understand the main difference between he and Hurst is that Hurst was he could afford to not redshirt. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. he he was going to he not only did he graduate, he had one more year of eligibility. At, yeah. uh, at you know, but however, uh, Kelly Bryant he was a senior, so if he didn't take that extra year, that red shirt, this would have been it for him, right? Mm-hmm. Even though it would have ended the national championship ring for him, but his last year he would not got to play, but so much. If he has aspirations to play on the next level, I don't know if he'll be successful. I don't know if he'll be drafted or, or how he'll fare, maybe a bit back up, but still, if he wants the opportunity to play for his last year of eligibility, why not? I mean, it is what it is. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. You know, exactly. a lot of these guys recruit, these, these coaches recruit four, five-star, even three-star athletes every day, right? Mm-hmm. It's, about the stat, it's all about stacking talent. And if you know you can play, and for some reason, the guy in front of you is better than you, and you want an opportunity. Why not go elsewhere? Why not? Yeah. I mean, I was I was like those old school at first, like, whoa, they stick it out and work through adversity. But I mean, it's not like that sometimes. So you mm-hmm. you gotta. I mean, people have to do what's best for them, and we've got to live with it. You know what I'm saying? And these are young men, you know, exactly. unpaid athletes. These are young men. So let's just just stop hating them. So that's. You know, I just wanted to just get off my chest as far as the transfer thing, but I think again, Martell going to Miami, Justin Fields to Ohio State. Don't tell me college football is not twenty. It's not twenty four seven, three sixty five. Don't hey, tell me it's not. They, they they see the playbook. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. designed to to head in this direction, but it's sure yep. heading there and it's making it that much more interesting. The thing that I I kind of 
am a little disappointed about, and I understand, and I understand why, you know, they're not doing it anymore because they now have the opportunity to stay on the FBS level. But it used to be right. in the past where those guys moving down to the FCS level play a level, a, 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 a slight level down just so they can get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. But now if they can stay on that FBS level, start and be seen that way, more power to you. Mm-hmm. Bro. But, yeah, I, I, I have my fingers crossed. I was like, hey, Jalen might end up at Tuskegee. Jalen might end up at Alabama State. Yeah. He might end up mm-hmm. on the FCS level or down to the D2 level, and I might be able to see him at an HBCU. That will be fantastic. But I, I get it. If you, can stay, if you go to Oklahoma, go to Oklahoma, dog. Do you. I'm happy yep. for you, bro. And there you go. There you have it. So let's let it be with these young men and let them live their lives, especially as old oh, men yeah. out there. So we're going to keep on the college spectrum, bro. We'll go to the college basketball. Down goes Frazier. I was yelling that when Duke oh. lost to Syracuse. Down goes Frazier. How sweet was that? I mean, I know you hate Duke like me, being a Maryland guy, but huh? I mean, Actually? what? what? Oh, what? Are you going to the dark side? <laughs> I thought I thought I told what? you that. You know, coming up, man. You know, um, of course, Maryland ball was hot, and and I'm gonna tell you like this. This is how it all started for me. I got caught up. I got caught up in a situation where the crew of my boys, everybody picked the squad, and, and you know, of course, around here it was G Town and and, and Maryland, of and and you know. This was around the time that, you know, uh, uh, UNLV was starting to get hot in, in, in Michigan. Mm-hmm. So everybody wanted their own squad. I got stuck with Duke. I was like, okay, wow. I guess. But, you know, I'm they had so the D logo. And, and you know, <laughs> I'm D Nash. So I was like, okay, the D. Okay, I can roll with this. I'm and, and then, you know, Duke just slowly started getting – I mean, yeah, they, they got thrashed by UNLV that first year, but then they started getting better. And I said, okay, this is cool. All right. And then I guess this is where my penny started. When people started to hate Duke, I was like, oh, this is even better. Oh, they hate me because they ain't me. And and that's – I started liking that way too. But, of course, got the North Carolina A&T. My fandom right. for Duke started to wane, and, and and I became a fan of my alma mater. So I'm a fan from a far, far distance, but, you know, there's still a little bit in me where I still follow. And, of course, I, I have to follow growing up on ACC ball, man. I, I, it still angers me that Maryland left, but they're doing big things in, in, the big tw- in the Big Ten basketball-wise. But, you know, uh, it's still in me to watch ACC ball, man. But, uh, yeah, it, it's done a little bit to, to see it happen. But remember, I talked about this on the show back in November. I said if there was mm-hmm. a team, but, but I, I specifically named the likes of Florida State, who they barely stole one from a couple of days yeah, prior. Yeah, of course, they should have won that game. Yeah, they should have won that game. Yeah. They should have won that game. But, you know, if you get you a team, or like a Virginia that historically mm-hmm. plays defense well. Same thing with Syracuse, and I'll get to that in a minute. 
if you get a team that mm-hmm. is capable of slowing this Duke team down, and that was the one thing I did notice early on, is that they won transition ball extremely well because they got the horses to do so. If you force right. Duke to do what they historically over the past 20, 25 years like to do, which is shoot the three, but they don't got the three ball shooters now to do it, you can catch them on a bad night. And that's exactly what happened a couple of nights ago with, with Syracuse. Tyus Battle, 32 points. He was a man. He was a grown-ass yeah. man in that game. I mean, he mm-hmm. he went toe-to-toe with Zion Williamson in, you know, in, the, in the game in Durham and pulled it off. I know they lost uh, 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 that um, – what's his point guard name? God damn it. It's just This name escapes me. But at any rate – Duke lost their point guard earlier in like, like in the game, and that's going to be huge. Trey Jones coming down the stretch. What was that? Trey Jones. Yeah, Trey Jones. Trey Jones. Right. Trey. Trey Jones. Right. I knew yeah. Trey Jones. I almost called him by his brother Tyus Jones, but it's Trey Jones. Ah. Uh, but at any rate, you know the thing is, is that how what's vexing is how the hell are this same Syracuse team that not only won at Duke. But the one at the Ohio State University doing the Big Ten ACC Big Ten Challenge, and lose mm-hmm. double digits to the likes of Georgia Tech. How the hell does that happen? They just hey. they, they just the most mysterious team in the NBA. I mean, not NBA, but in, in college basketball, hands down. You know, it was it was something I was going to wait to get to a, a little bit later, but it's that style of that's that Beheim. Uh, zone defense, man. You know, you, when you have the ability to, to, to confuse teams that don't see it much and they don't know mm-hmm. how to play against it, they end up shining against the best of teams. And then you have these low teams that, that find a way to, to, to beat that zone. And, you know, it just happens to be that Syracuse plays that zone with long players. But somehow, man, the likes of, of 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 Georgia Tech and 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 whomever that plays mediocre ball that particular year finds a way of beating Syracuse. Old Dominion. They lost the Old Dominion, Dominion too. Yeah. They lost the Old Dominion. It, 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 it's, it's just weird, man. Old I, I don't know. They, and they find a way to end up in that bubble conversation every year because they end up losing to stinky teams, but they got quality wins. So, like, every year for, like, the past five years, they've been in that bubble talk. They, they just end up in that bubble. Maybe right. longer than that. But it's because of that, 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 that situation. But it happens for various reasons. Either a player gets suspended, player gets hurt, or he comes in late. They don't click until late in the season, and they have too many losses, and they're stuck in that bubble conversation. So they need wins in the ACC tournament in order for them to get into the, the NCAA's, and they just end up there. But they have a, they got a good record now. They're twelve and five right now. They're a game out of first place in the ACC. Mm-hmm. But yep. we got to see exactly how they continue to play the rest of the year, because like you said, which which orange men are we going to get? Are, are we going to get this orange men that we just saw a couple of days ago, or are we going to get that orange men that lost to ODU? No one knows. Nobody knows. And lost the, and the same one that lost to Connecticut. They lost to UConn. They lost to Oregon. Two teams that they they, they ain't that good. But I, I, yeah. I, I like you the like the way you 
like you got the old school Orangeman reference. That text me. Hey, hey that's <laughs> that. Mama called him Clay. I'm gonna call him Clay. I say Clay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, brother. I feel you. But but one more thing. So mm-hmm. we all know the loss of Trey Jones about Duke. Uh, it's Duke is. I mean, there's no clear cut best team in college basketball right now. I think most of us would agree on that. But this is a big loss for Duke. But it, it, it's, mm-hmm. Duke is all of a sudden is very very vulnerable. Do you see? Maybe outside of Virginia, do you see any team while Trey Jones is out that's a big threat, or rather, did Syracuse simply lay, lay the blueprint? You know, that 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 two three zone caused Duke to shoot rather poorly from the like uh, like uh, from the field. So, um, are, are, is Duke is, is Duke in trouble, or is this like maybe like they're just? I don't know. They're just more vulnerable, I guess, and, and, and whatnot. But is this a big deal for Duke going forward? I don't know. Because, I mean, one, everybody ain't Syracuse. You know, everybody just yeah. can't go out there and run that 2-3. And it's not right. just the fact that they run the 2-3. It's the, the, the Moes and Joes that they got out there running the 2-3 that are long. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if you don't have the type of players that Syracuse has to run that Syracuse 2-3, you're not going to beat yep. Duke that way. So you can't right. just say, oh, let me go ahead and do what they do. No, nah, you got to find out what works for you that, that'll, that'll, um, that, that'll help you stop Duke. But the one thing that Syracuse did do that no one else has done all season long is that mm-hmm. because of that 2-3, like I said before, it stopped them from transition buckets. It stopped them from right. getting easy buckets down low, even though your boy Zion Williamson feasted down there. It was like it was a one-man gang, though. Nobody else did. It was just him. But even still, he, at, at moments, was shooting threes. And probably too much for him. But the one thing I was about to say was, Syracuse forced Duke to do something they hadn't done all year long. Threes. Then they shot twos in that game. Mm. Mm. which is problematic. And not just the fact that they right. shot a lot of threes, they missed a lot of threes. They took 43 threes. <laughs> 43 threes. They haven't done that yep. all year long in terms of, one, that amount, and, two, the, uh, uh, the, the, the situation where they took more threes than twos. There was, a, a, there was one game this year, God, I forgot who the opponent was, but they blew them the hell out. I guess they were just shooting threes out of fun that particular game. But that was the only game this mm-hmm. year when they shot as many threes as they shot regular field goals because they won by like 20-something. But this one, right. they were forced to. Well, I should say they took bad shots. Syracuse forced them to take bad shots. And, and yeah. if you can do that against Duke, cut down their transition buckets, and forced them to shoot bad long threes, especially with their big man who needs to be down low rebounding if they're missing these threes, yeah. then, yes, you may be able to beat Duke. And like I said, Duke. it's going to be interesting this Saturday coming because another one of the, that defensive juggernaut in Syracuse, Virginia. Syracuse with Virginia, mm-hmm. 
will be playing them. But the one thing that Virginia doesn't do, which is problematic for me, which is why I haven't been able to trust them over the past couple of years, is, yeah, they play fantastic defense. But what they was that score. we discovered about them during the tournament last year against UMBC? They can't score no points. Mm-mm. They can't yeah, score no points. The even, beans if you're going to score. Exactly. So that's one thing that, that Duke even showed me in this loss is that, yeah, they were forced to shoot a bunch of threes, and they missed a lot of them, but they still put up over, over 90 points. They still Nine put up over 90 points. points. Exactly. Nine for 43 for three. Nine for forty. And nine for that's twenty. That's barely twenty. A little over twenty percent, y'all. Nine of forty-three yeah. from three, and they only took thirty-seven field goals, regular two-point shots. Wow. There you go. There wow. you go. So, that's, that's, and and <laughs> all the buckets that they made were inside the paint. So they weren't like making fourteen footers or or, or seventeen yeah. footers. Not everything they made was inside the paint. So <laughs> that's one thing. If you can force Duke to shoot jumpers, if they off, then you might be able to get a dub. But at the same time, you will have to be able to put up points too. So I, that's why I'm, I'm intrigued to see what happens this weekend if Virginia is capable of holding them to about 60 points. If they can hold this Duke team to 60 points, I will be shot. I should say 70. If they hold them to 70 points, I will be amazed <laughs> that they did that. No, you're upset. Yeah, yeah, I upset. I had to up. Dude, they scored like 80, 90 points on squads. They put up like 40-something in the first half against Syracuse. So, yeah, if they get, if they get a whole Duke to like 70 points, it, 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 can, be, it can be interesting. And, and the Cavaliers might be able to um, – yeah. uh, well, it won't even be well, upset. The Cavaliers can beat Duke. But um, well, that's, that's, my, that's my number, 70. Watch 70 points. I got it. I got it. And this at Cameron, so you may very well hit the jackpot with that 70. So we'll see. That's going to be one hell of a game this week. I'll definitely watch. I know you will be too. We're going to move quickly mm. to the Aust- 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 Australian <laughs> Open. Call it Austin, Texas. Um, and the reason why is, I mean, outside of Serena Williams, I mean, you and I are both very casual tennis fans. I mean, we both love Serena Williams. And the Williams sisters in general, oh, we both love greatness. And we know yes. we respect Federer, Roger Federer. I, I, even though I'm a huge Rafael Nadal guy, but aside mm-hmm. from those three, particularly Serena going for history yet again, tying Margaret Court yeah. for the most uh, uh, tournament uh, singles like before, during, and uh, before and during the, um, the 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 Open era, major Open era. Is there a reason why? The average, the the Krauser tennis fans such as you and I should give a damn about this tournament outside of those three individuals. Maybe, maybe if Novak Djokovic too. Maybe if he starts to make some noise. But really, outside those those four, should we care? You know what? I really care. I'm always intrigued to, of course, see what the the, Ameri- the African American Americans do, right? Mm-hmm. So, for right. me, I'm following what's going on with Sloane Stevens and, and, and Francis Tiafo, yeah. yeah. who actually both yep. have advanced to the third round, especially Tiafo being that he's from around the way. Yeah, yeah. huge yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, he, he's, he's from right up the street in, in Hyattsville for me. So, I, I, I'm 
when I first heard about him, and I, I, I'm trying to, I can't remember if I heard because at one point in time I used to work with um, Montgomery County uh, Parks and uh, Department. I heard mm-hmm. that he used to come to our rec facilities to practice while he was growing up. Oh, so wow. you know, there's uh, a couple of people who have seen him grown before he turned pro. And, you know, I, I heard them talk about him and, and rave about him. But, um, of course, I, I'm keeping my eye on, on those two to see exactly how well they do in the tournament or in this particular tournament. But like you said, right, all the big guns is, 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 is also who else I'm watching for, especially Serena, to see how she does. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, speaking of people like Americans, Master Keys plays tonight, Venus plays tonight, Serena plays tonight. Um and whatnot, and I noticed that now talking about non-Americans, Maria Sharapova won very early today as a thirty seed. Mm-hmm. Um, so she should be interesting. She's going to give, yeah, she's going to give some people hell, like the highest seeds level on the tournament. But yeah, let's touch on this Tiafo kid for a minute, man, because I talked to my homie uh, early, like last year, uh, uh, Janina Reed, who's 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 always lit when it comes to tennis. Um, oh, of course. I'm actually, I'm going to talk to her next. Actually, I'm going to talk to her next week, early next week, before we we all at each other about other stuff. Mm-hmm. And she touched on 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 Tiafo, and she mentioned that I'm not going to get to into a real real good like 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 real deep here. We'll probably touch on it next week a little bit, but about how USA Tennis she feels doesn't do him a service, you know, and mm. a lot of you know some. Most, a lot of black American tennis players have come through that system uh, much, much uh, like uh, any uh, – they, they don't give them that much support. But, you know, he had a big win over a fifth seed. Uh, I think Ken mm-hmm. Anderson or, or – or, yeah, from, from – uh, what the hell is that? South, South, for South Africa, he was a fifth seed. So for him yes. – and, and, and he gave – and people don't remember that. Many people, people don't remember that Tiafo gave Roger Federer some fits an opening round of a tournament as well, major tournament as well. He had to go five sets. So mm. this Tiafo kid can play. He can play. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, it's a matter of, like, how good does he want to be? And, you know, will he put in the work and, and will he uh, overcome, like, the adversity of starting at the bottom, now we're here kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, so I mean, I, as me, I typically keep an eye on all the Americans, how we do, especially ones that are seated and whatnot. Yeah. But I think for me, personally, and also Naomi Osaka, too, keep an eye on her. She, she actually won, um, was it yesterday? I think she plays tomorrow um, in the second okay. half. But, um, you know, that's the only people I'm keeping my eyes on because, I mean, really, I mean, it's such a star driven sport. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who gives a damn if any of those people leave or gets eliminated? You know what I mean? It is uh-huh. not, it's not a knock on the rest of the players. It's just who cares? Dude, it's a cares? lot of players. <laughs> like, like you said, I'm, I'm a casual tennis observer. I, I yep. look at the brackets today. I was like, dude, that's a lot of people in this tournament. And, 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 I, I guess it's the first time I've ever really, really noticed that by looking at a bracket. I know a lot of the brackets mm-hmm. like that, but that's the first time I really, really, really noticed that there are a lot of people 
on both sides of these brackets, man. And that's why they take, take uh, these these, uh, these tournaments are so long. But like you like your point earlier, I, I guess outside of Serena, even though there are young talented Americans that it would be great if they would promote them a lot better. You know, right. for whatever reason, we just have, 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 you know, as 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 sports fans, just don't with the casual sports fans, we're not checking for tennis anymore like we used to back in the eighties and early nineties. Yeah. You know, that, right. that that for for me at least isn't there as much outside of Serena and Venus. It's just not. Mm. But you know, like yeah. I said before, it just happens to be that. I know about Tiafo because he's from here. They'll talk about him occasionally here. And I remember hearing his name and, and, and remember hearing a little bit of his story. And that's what's piqued my interest about him. And, and I, I wish, mm. I wish they would pump him a little bit more than what they do. Because like you said, he does have a bright future. Yeah, he does. So we'll, we'll see. We'll get you out here on this, bro. We're moving fast, fast. We're, we're trickling along. We're trickling up. Alone, NFL playoffs. Ah, uh, yes. Who you got? Who you got? Ah. Well, actually, no, no. Before that, I, I, but but before that, I'm sorry, I jumped the gun. I must say, I don't know about you. I am mm-hmm. healthy as hell to be wrong. Here's what I mean. Last week, okay. I predicted, reluctantly predicted, that the Cowgals are going to LA and win over the Rams. Thankfully, uh. I'm wrong. Thank the uh. Lord, I was wrong. I don't have to worry about to see those bastards in the Super Bowl. I'm I'm happy wow. as hell. That'll be a nightmare scenario for me to see them bastards in the Super Bowl go up against the Patriots. Encourage <laughs> me not to care, really not to care about it. But how about C.J. Anderson, this fat ass, getting 123 yards on the Cowboys and two touchdowns? They have no answer for the Rams winning game. But I'll say that I'll start by saying this: I'm so happy to be wrong. I'm sorry hey. to to like to be wrong about that. You're happy. Let me do it like this, man. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> if, if them Bamas would have beat the Rams, this city would have been insane. Forget about the furloughs. Forget about the right. McDonald's Wendy's dinner for Clemson. Oh no, Cowboys and the NFC. Championship game would yeah. never have heard the end of it. Especially from their fans. Leading, you know their fans talk shit. Hey. They talk shit more than Steelers fans. And that's hey. Oh, my God. Man. So, to have them go down and to have the Eagles go down in the same weekend for me, oh, happy day. Oh, oh happy, happy day. day. Man, but at the same oh, time, mm-hmm. it, it proved the point. You know, we're coming into the season, everyone talked about how weak the NFC East was. And then you had the Skins leading the division at one point in time at 6-3. and three. Then, of course, you mm-hmm. had two broken legs on two quarterbacks, and then they regressed. And somehow you get two teams. No one thought they were going to get two teams into the, into the playoffs, but they did. Mm-hmm. And they got two teams that could have been extremely dangerous. Because it, 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 it just seemed like the NFC was going to be a hot box this year. As good as right. the Rams and as the Saints have looked all season long, 
they still looked beatable. Yeah, man. Especially in games where Dallas beat the Saints. And, and, and then as tightly contested as those two um, divisional games were. Both games came down to one possession. But the fact that, like you said, the Cowboys gave up over 200 yards rushing for both Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson, and side note, I did not realize that was C.J. Anderson, who was dressed up with his son, who is now a University of Miami commit. They were both in University of Miami uniforms taking that picture. I wow. saw the pic. I don't know if you saw it. But I, thought you know, it was this a, that, thing. I thought it was a prank picture. That was really him. That was really him. That was, that was really him. That was son. him. Yes. Wow. So, you know, it's a thing so now going, it's been going on for years where, you know, yeah. student athletes, when they do their, 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 their trips, their recruitment trips, they take pictures in the unis, and if they happen to commit, they go ahead and send it out via social media. Now parents are getting into it. This ain't the first time a parent has put on some paraphernalia. But I think this is the second time I've seen a parent in a uni. And it's mainly ex-players who put on unis. So, yeah, to have C.J. Anderson in a uni and then be on the field and then blasting the the, uh, the, the Cowboys is hilarious, man. So, I, 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 I love it. But, once again, too close for my blood, two-point win. Same thing with Philly. And in the Saints, they drive them down, and, and it could have been a situation where they could have stole one from the Saints at the crib. Hey, great football, but too close for me, man. Too close for me. Well, you know what? I didn't have to sacrifice chickens. I didn't have to sac- I didn't have to draw a star on the ground. I didn't have to light candles. <laughs> Thank God that shit is over. They, I don't have to worry about that. But let's just, just nah. get you out here on this, brother. Who, who you got in the championship round? Rams, Saints, Patriots, and Chiefs. Who you got? Well, oddly enough, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl or to be the AFC representative um, for the Super Bowl before the season started. They're now in the AFC championship game. And I'm going to stick to my guns. As boring as this is, or as boring yeah. as it was to make the pick back then, the New England Patriots. Yes. You know what? Kansas City Chiefs got that. Well, go ahead. You know, I was going to say, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I was going to say. That's all right. I'm going to go against conventional wisdom. I think. Okay. I don't think, I don't think the Patriots have answered for Patrick Mahomes that passing game. Their secondary, mm. you and I can, can, can 300 passing yards and or 100 plus receiving yards and two touchdowns. That's how yeah. bad the Patriots secondary is. And the pay, and the Chiefs <laughs> secondary is not that great either. But the Chiefs lead the lead in sacks. Mm-hmm. And last I checked, Tom Brady stationary in the pocket to play on the road. Yeah. He won't be able to hear. And that line is uh, kind of suspect. So if they don't get the running game going, it's going to be curtains. It's going to be curtains for the Patriots. I'm open praying for that. And, yeah, I exactly. know. But I'm just saying. I'm, just, I'm saying. I'm saying. They – they they lit they lit the they, Chiefs lit the lit the Patriots up on Sunday night football earlier this year in Foxborough and could have easily mm-hmm. won that game. So yeah. they're playing Arrowhead and it's going to be very different. All that noise. I know Brady seasonal. He's the, he's a great. He's the goat. He ain't ready for that smoke. So, but for the Arrowhead smoke. So I, I got the Chiefs winning. I hope I'm right. <laughs> I got the Chiefs winning. A, a um, lot of people are hoping that you're right. I'm just of that era. Yeah. 
prove me wrong. I, I, I can't go another way until you prove me wrong. And, and yeah. there are a lot of reasons why you could lean to why New England's going to lose. Gronk hasn't been looking well. Running game yep. has been spotty, even though Sony Michelle had a huge game this past week. This Chiefs defense that looked spotty throughout the entire year stepped up last mm-hmm. week against the the, uh, the Colts. And, of course, that, that Chiefs offense is that Chiefs offense. So, yeah, you look at yep. all that, man, and it's and they're playing at, at, at Arrowhead. It's real easy to say Chiefs, but Tom Brady – it's Tom Brady. Yep. All right. And everybody's been hoping for that Bama's demise. Yeah. Yeah. Rams, Saints. I got the Saints. Oh. It, should, it should be high score. It should be fun. I got the Saints winning win the rematch. And you know what? Speaking to my guns again. Now, I'm not going to say I picked them both in the preseason, but I did yep. pick both teams to advance in the beginning of the playoffs. Right. That being said, I'm taking the Saints. I was capable of picking three out of the four teams to make it to the to the the uh, the conference championship games. Those teams being the mm-hmm. Chiefs, the Patriots, and the Saints. The only other one that I didn't pick was the. I, I ended up picking the Bears because I had the Bears beating the Rams because I just it's something about that Rams team, man. After last year, and they looked that way in spots this year, they looked beatable, especially with them losing to the Bears and being held to, what, six points? But that mm-hmm. Rams team looks a little bit different. They look a little bit different right now. But I don't know if they've yeah. got enough. That game is going to be interesting because the, the, the Saints yep. didn't look like the Saints uh, of this season either last week. That team that go, 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 they looked a little bit sluggish. So it's going to be interesting to see – Who's going to end up getting out in front? What type of game they're going to play? If it's going to be a smoke show or if it's is it going to be a slugfest? And I can't wait for it. How uh, can I, man? I got to give you the last word on that. Hey, yo, man. Let's have some fun this weekend with this uh, NFL playoffs, man. We're going to holler about that next week, though. So no doubt. hopefully they'll, they'll, give, they'll give us what hopefully they'll give us what we want. Hopefully they'll give us what we want, what we need. I hope so. <laughs> yes. All right, bro. Be luck. Hey, we can win. That's my guy, Dwayne Nash. Please check him out. I forgot to mention earlier on um, on Sleazy Radio on Facebook Live once a week on Facebook Live. I think it's Tuesday night, so please check him out there. Thank y'all for tuning in. This is Scott Burks signing off. Please stay warm tonight. Of course. Oh, six. Peace.